Welcome to this week's episode of the Fun of the Run podcast. This is your host, Michelle, also known as Waddell Running Lady. Thank you so much for being here. I just wanted to quickly remind you that you can always reach me on Instagram at Waddell Running Lady or through email at funoftherunpodcast at gmail.com. Today, I wanted to talk about my Mesa half marathon experience. I just ran this race on Saturday, February 10th. So two days ago, and it was technically my ninth running of an event at the Mesa Marathon. Um, about three of those were virtual events, maybe four. When when COVID happened, you know, there was no race at all in 2021. And I just squeaked in in 2020 because the race happened in early February and everything shut down like, what, a month later, you know? And so there were no races well, Mesa had already happened and then the next year it didn't happen at all. So um, a few of those are virtuals and I did get medals for those. But technically, this was my ninth year running an event at the Mesa Marathon. So before we get going, I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit all over the place about this race because I have so much to say about it. It kind of is, how would I explain this? This race does have my heart in a lot of ways because I experienced a couple of firsts here in my running, I guess, journey, career, whatever you want to call it. My first ever half marathon happened at Mesa in February of 2019. And then my first ever full marathon happened on February 8th of 2020. That happened to also be my mom's birthday. February 8th is her birthday. And in 2020, she had been gone for 10 years. So she would have been 63 when I ran my very first full marathon. And so I ran that year for her. And I also ran for my dad who had passed away just a few months before I ran my first marathon. So both of my parents were gone at this point, And I, I really felt like I was running for them. They were with me. And even though neither one of them were runners, they always were supportive of me. And I felt like they were, they were proud of what, of me for going out there and, and giving my best effort. So that was a special year. And then, like I said, no race in 2021 in February of 2022, I ran the half marathon again in February, 2023, I ran the half marathon again. And then just recently this past Saturday, I ran the half marathon again. Definitely, this course is one that I know because I've done it however many times. Back at the end of 2022, so sometime in December, Mesa Marathon ran a contest on Instagram and they called it their New Year's giveaway or something like that. And they asked people to basically share a post, to make a post on Instagram that explained what the Mesa marathon meant to them. The prize, if you won this contest or this giveaway, the prize was free entry for life to any Mesa marathon event. So they have a 10K, they have a half marathon, and they have a full marathon. And so if you won this contest, you would get free entry to any distance for the rest of your life. And so I was like, well, I run this race every single year anyways. And at that point, I was already registered for 2023 for the half marathon. So I was like, I'll just give it a go. I mean, I'm invested in this race. And so here, here's what I posted. 
back then. This was on December 28th, 2022. And I'm reading from my, from my post. It says Mesa Marathon is giving away free race entries for life to one lucky person. Here's to hoping that person is me. I love Mesa Marathon because it represents so many firsts for me as a runner. I ran my very first half there in February 2019 and my first full marathon there in February of 2020. The virus shut things down in 2021, but I ran another half there in February 22. It's become a yearly tradition for me since I became a runner at the age of 43 in 2018. The finish line experience is the best I've ever had, even after running many races in different places, including three more marathons. You'll continue to see me at the start line of Mesa Marathon each year, whether or not I win this contest because this race has my heart. And if you want to join me on February 4th, I'll be running the half again. Let's meet up. You can register for this year's race at the link in their bio. And so that was that was what I I posted in hopes of, of winning this contest. And you know how it is. We all say, you know, we enter these different contests and we, um, you know, we want to win free whatever. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but I always say I, I don't ever win any of these contests. Like I don't ever win giveaways. That's just I just don't ever win, win, but a little bit later, I want to say a couple days after the first of the year, 2023, I was, I had just finished running out at the white tanks. So I just finished one of my training runs on the trail and somehow I looked at my notifications, but I looked and there was something from Mesa Marathon. And basically they told me that I won. And I was like, wait a minute, I won? Like, I don't ever win giveaways. No way, you know. And they said, yeah, that I won. And it was basically, if I remember correctly, it was a message on Instagram. Is That's how they notified me. And I remember when I, you know, pulled over onto the side of the road or when I got home, I don't remember, but I remember looking through and I never saw, they, they never announced it like in a post. They never said, you know, Waddell running lady, Michelle Schroff won free entry for life. There was never a post that announced the winner. And so I was like, well, is this legit? And so I messaged them back and they're like, yes, it's legit. You win, you win free entry for life. And so I was like, yay, awesome. So cool. Whatever. Right. So I, if I remember this all correctly, I was kind of afraid to post anything about it or to mention it because they hadn't mentioned it. And I felt like it was their contest. And so I needed to allow them to announce it. Right. But they didn't. And so then the days kept going by and then the week started going by. And finally I was like, it's getting close to Mesa marathon time again. So I messaged them and said, Hey, um, am I allowed to announce that I won this contest? And they're like, Oh, sure. Yeah. Go right ahead. And so I did. And then I also said, you know, I already registered for this year's race. So, but thank you for the, you know, I'm looking forward to having free race entries in the future. And they're like, oh, well, if you already registered, we'll just go ahead and give you a refund. So they did. So to me, when I saw that refund back in my account, I'm like, okay, this is legit. No, they didn't. They never did announce it on their Instagram page. They never did say that I won this contest, but they refunded my money. That's legit, right? And so I showed up, but I still was able to run. So then when it came time to register for 2024, I emailed them and said, hey, you know, I'm the winner of the whatever free entry for life contest that you had last year. How do I register for this year's race? 
And they sent me a code and said, use this for registration. I did, and it was free. So even though, like I said, it was, it's kind of, it's different in a way because it was never like, yay, Michelle won this contest. Like, I feel like people wouldn't have known that I won, except that I announced it on my page. You know what I'm saying? They never announced it on theirs. So I still don't have a clue like what that's about. And the funny thing about it is this is a pretty big race locally. No, it's not like a marathon major. It's not like Chicago or New York or Berlin or anything like that. But for locals here in Arizona, in the Phoenix area, Mesa Marathon is pretty big. I think there are around 10,000 runners for including all distances, which that's a pretty sizable crowd of people. And so the expo is very big. It's like an all day thing at this nice hotel in Mesa. And the funny thing about this is I show up at this expo and I always feel like, hey, do you guys know that I'm like, I have free entry for life to this thing? And, I, and nobody ever knows. Like, not that I'm going there to brag, but I feel like I, I, I guess if I was Mesa Marathon, I would want to know who the person was that I gave free entry for life to. Like, if they show up at the expo, wouldn't you want to, like, take a picture or at least acknowledge them? I don't know. This just feels, it feels so weird. And I, I don't mean this, again, in a way to be, like, braggadocious or anything. I just think if I was the one that gave away the free entry, I would at least want to, like, meet the person or say hi to them or know what their Instagram handle was or maybe, maybe meet them at the expo or maybe just say, Hey, you know, cool. Congratulations. I don't know. That's just what I have in my head. So when I saw this year that, you know, they, they post different things on their story and on their page leading up to race day, the day before the expo, there was like, um, a tour on Mesa marathon stories that showed like all of the different expo offerings. And so, you know, this, this lady led you through the hotel and out into the courtyard and kind of showed where all the vendors were going to be and the sponsors and different things and where you pick up your shirt and all that. Right. So I was like, okay. And she said she would be at the expo the next day. So I'm like, okay, I need to find her. She said she would be at the, at the race info booth on Friday. I would like to go say, Hey, you know, I'm the one that won free entry for life. Thank you. And just kind of touch base. Right. But when I got to the expo the next day around noon, it was insanely crowded. The race info booth was very, very packed. And I was like, well, I'm not going to wait in line for an hour to to just go up there and say, hey, and, and have nobody have a clue what I'm talking about. I'll just go about my business. And so I still never ended up, you know, touching base with anybody. And I mean, honestly, who cares? I'm just just saying what I'm thinking. Who cares? Like I still get free race entry for life. I still email them. They give me a code and I get in for free. So who cares in that sense? But it just feels kind of funky. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Okay. So <laughs> that's the story. Mesa Marathon happens in February every year. The temperatures are beautiful. The different thing about Mesa Marathon is that all of the distances start at the same time, ex except for the kids 1K. There is a kids 1K that happens like at noon or 1230 or something like that. But the half marathon, the full marathon, and the 10K all start at the same exact time, but in different locations. So this is what we would call a point-to-point -point race. So the people that are running 26.2 miles, they start up 26.2 miles away, you know, from the finish line, their start line is up in Usury Mountain Park. 
and that's where they start. So everybody parks kind of around the finish area, like Mesa Riverview, around that around that area, and the marathon runners get bussed up to their start line. The half marathoners also park at the finish line, and they get bussed up to their start line, which is Greenfield and McDowell, basically, in Mesa, if you're local here. They get bussed to their start line, and there's, you know, there's these heaters, and there's, you know, the truck for drop bags and like a million porta poopies and everything that you need water gatorade whatever right and then the 10k i don't know if they ride a bus i think they might have to ride buses too and get bus to their starting location as well but i say this to say all of the races start at 6 30 a.m so we're all running at the same time so if if you're running like in my case I know I'm a slow runner. I'm back of the pack. My fastest ever marathon was six hours and nine seconds, right? And it was at Mesa. Well, I know every time I've run this half marathon, I get passed at some point by the first place marathon runners. And it happens every year. And I get passed by the first, that I'm running the half. Obviously, if I'm running the full, they don't pass me. But when I'm running the half marathon, there always comes a point in the race where the cops on motorcycles say, everybody move to the side of the road. Here comes the first place marathon runner. And we're all like, woo, and everybody claps and screams and they run by and look so fresh. And like, we're just all like dying out there and they're all just running so fast past us. And we're like, yep, okay, that makes me feel real great. Well, anyhow, these races start at the same time, which means we all get the same amount of time to finish. So Mesa has upped their cutoff time to six hours and 30 minutes. And which is, I think that's amazing. The marathon runners get six hours and 30 minutes. The half marathon runners get six hours and 30 minutes. The 10K runners get six hours and 30 minutes. So that is something that you just don't usually find at road races. You don't usually find that you get that long for a half marathon. And so when I go into this race running the half, I, I'm not stressed because I know I have plenty of time to finish and I've done it several times. And so I know what to expect. And it's just kind of a low key race for me if I'm running the half. Now, if I was running the full this year, it would not have been low key, which brings me to another point. Originally, I was signed up to run Mesa full marathon this year in 2024. I have free entry. I was like, why not? Why not just run the full? Why not just run the whole thing? Well, I mostly run trails now. So for the past 15 months or so, with the exception of, you know, Mesa half in February, and I think I did like a hippity hop half marathon in April, I do all trails and that's what I do. I run trail races. I run I do run on the roads for training runs just to keep myself, you know, my muscles guessing, but I don't like to run road races. And so when I ended up signing up for Lake Martin 50 miler, which by the way is happening in about four weeks, I'm so excited and I'm so scared, but that's another story. When I signed up for Lake Martin and then I realized I also had Mesa Marathon like four weeks before, I was just like, I don't know. I don't know about this because road races hurt a lot more than trail races do, at least in my experience. I talked to my coach and basically, you know, we mutually decided that I would drop to the half so that I would have more time to recover from running on the roads. And that way she could uh, increase my mileage 
a little bit more in the weeks leading up to Lake Martin 50 on March 16th. So that was, that was a mutual decision. Like I said, well, I knew Saturday that when I was going to be running this race, I knew I wasn't going to be stressed out because I've done this race so many times and I knew that I could absolutely finish, you know, there, there was no rush at all. Like I could walk the whole thing, not that I wanted to, but you know what I'm saying? I knew that I was going to absolutely finish unless I got injured or something happened, you know, got sick or whatever. There was no way I wouldn't finish. I mean, I just ran 60K three weeks ago and that's 38 miles. And so 13.1, when you, when you think about it like that, I just got done running 38 miles. This half marathon was 25 miles less. So in my brain, I'm like, this is just a half marathon. And and someone got after me the other day for saying just a half marathon and, and they're right. It's, it's never just the, the fact that, that I can go out and run a half marathon and think of it as just a half marathon is very, well, it's humbling because I remember, and I've said this multiple times in the past, but I remember when I couldn't run more than 15 seconds at a time. And so when you think of the fact that, you know, that's where I started and and this is where I am now, where I can just go run a half marathon and use it as a training run, that is amazing. And that is, it's just so amazing. Not, not, and I don't mean I'm amazing. I mean, it's amazing that a person can, can just keep going because, because really that's all I did. And I, I realize I'm segueing a little ways. I'm getting a little bit distracted from, from Mesa marathon. But if you think about it, all I did is started training for a 5k and, you know, five minutes running at a time seemed really hard. And then 15 minutes running seemed really hard. And then 30 and then, you know, running for five miles and, and you know what I'm saying, or having a 10 mile run on the, on my training plan just seemed so scary. And then, you know, you just keep, I just kept, I just kept moving up like in increments, you know, from 5k to 10k to half to full to ultra. And it was like, just by taking another step, just by going a little further. It wasn't that I became talented. It wasn't that I became a great runner. It was literally just taking another step and, and not, not quitting. Honestly, that's, that's really all it was. So when I, when I was going to run this race Saturday, I wasn't stressed out because my coach Kylie had told me basically use this as a training run. I don't want you pushing. That's why we're dropping to the half. You know, it would have been a real push for me to, to finish in six hours and 30 minutes with, um, if I would have done the full and she's like, I don't want you pushing on this. I want it as a long run. Your A goal is Lake Martin 50. Have an easy day. Like this needs to be fun and this needs to not be pushing. And so I knew going into this on Saturday that I wasn't pushing, that I was just going to have fun out here, right? And get the distance done. And so I live about an hour west of Mesa, Arizona. I live in Waddell. And that's why my Instagram is Waddell Running Lady. Anyhow, I live in Waddell, Arizona, about an hour west of Mesa. It took forever today to get there. And the cool thing about this is hopefully like the race police don't come after me or whatever, but I don't ever ride the bus to the start of the half marathon. 
I ride the bus to the start of the full, but to the half, we are able to, my husband is able to drive me all the way to the start line, basically. He drives me all the way and goes around these little kind of little roads and parks. And I literally Saturday got out right by the J. John. I had to walk 10 feet to the J. John line or the Porta Poopy line or the Honey Pot or Porta Potty or whatever you guys call them. I probably had to walk 10 feet. And then I was there in the midst of all the, you know, chaos of race morning where everyone's in line and the lines are like 30 people deep and people are putting their drop bags in the back of the truck. I, that's how close I was able to get. So that was fun. But the, the, this race starts so early at 6.30 a.m. that this year we thought, you know, we always get there really early. If I'm there 45 minutes early, that's plenty of time, like plenty of time to go to the bathroom, plenty of time to do whatever. 45 minutes is plenty. So we ended up leaving my house at 4.30, I think, or 440, something like that. And I ended up getting to where I needed to be at about 530. It was raining when I got there, which is not the norm for Arizona. Well, it may be the norm for some parts of Arizona. It is not the norm for Mesa, Arizona in February. It's really not the norm for Mesa, Arizona any time of year or for Phoenix, Arizona any time of year. We don't get a lot of rain. So to have rain on race day is just, it's just really not... <laughs> It's not something that we ever really plan on here locally. But I got there, it was raining. I really didn't want to get out yet. I didn't need to get out yet. I still had plenty of time. Like I said, the J. Johns were right there. And so I sat in the car for probably a good 15, 20 minutes. I think I got out. Well, no, I probably got out around six o'clock. And I was like, okay, bye. I kissed my husband goodbye. My son was in the car too. Bye. I'll see you guys later. You know, look for me around 10 a.m. or whatever I told him just to give myself plenty of time and got out and, you know, did my thing. First thing I did was get in the J. John line and, <laughs> and you know, took care of business, dropped my banana in the honey pot. Yeah, it was lovely. I had it tucked in my pack and it fell out and on the nasty, yeah, anyways, it was just gross. And so my banana was gone and I cried. I'm just kidding. I didn't cry, but my banana was gone. And then I got out of line, walked around a little bit to see where the actual starting line was, because I've learned with Mesa Marathon that there are multiple sets of J. John. So this was, this happened to be the first set. So I, if you walked in a little bit farther, there were more J. Johns, like a whole ton more of J. Johns. And so I just kept walking and then I saw where the actual start line was. I saw where the truck was for the drop bags. I saw where all these people were lined up and hanging out and I'm like, okay, I've got plenty of time. So I got back in line again to go to the bathroom again, because I get nervous, even though I wasn't nervous about this race, so to speak, I just, I do get nervous about having to like pee my pants or something when I'm running. So I got the J John line again. Okay. So that's two, right? Then at this point, I want to say, it's probably 623 or something like that. So I go line up towards the back of the corral. Um, well, there really aren't corrals at Mesa Marathon. There are just the pacers will have a sign held up and so that you know where to line up. So there aren't actual corrals for Mesa. So I went towards the back and lined up, got everything ready, even turned my watch on to get ready to start it as soon as I crossed the starting line. Um, warmed up a little bit, just kind of stood there, you know, getting everything in the right spot, getting my head in the right place, whatever, right? Talked to a couple people. There was an announcer, 
but where I was standing, no, none of us could hear what this person was saying. Nobody could hear at anything. And it was just like, like just garbled. Right. And so none of us could hear what he was saying and you could hear music blaring and whatever, but we're just thinking he's making regular race announcements, whatever. Right. Maybe 10 minutes later, the race still hadn't started. And I'm, I was starting to get suspicious at this point that there would be a delay. And sure enough, maybe 635, 636, something like that. People started running back towards the back of the corral saying the race has been delayed. New start time, 7 a.m. Did you guys hear the race has been delayed? New start time, 7 a.m. And I was like, oh, you're kidding. Not that it matters in that sense, except I told my husband what time to be at the finish line, right? And I timed out my fueling. So like I had just had, I like to eat something 15 minutes before I start. And I had just, I had had that already. And, you know, and I brought, you know, a certain amount of fueling with me. And so whatever. And so I was a little bit frustrated. And plus, it's like, we just kind of want to get the show on the road. But the rain had caused a delay with the buses that were transporting people to the start line. And so we did not start till 7 a.m. So I texted my husband and told him, do not come at 10. I will not be done at 10. You know, whatever. So I mentioned that my goal for this race was just to have fun. It was a training run, right? But in the back of my head, that's kind of hard to do sometimes because I know that my fastest half marathon, I think my fastest half marathon ever was like 2.37. My fastest Mesa half marathon was 2.45. And that was my first one that I did in 2019. I really wanted to try to come in this year at 3.15. And that was just a goal that I kind of had arbitrarily in my mind. When we finally crossed the starting line and we started running, it does not seem to matter how many times I run a race, especially this race for some reason, I think because there's so many people. Even starting at the back, I get carried away and I run out too fast. I look down at my watch and I just could tell that I was gonna be at like a 12 minute mile or 13 minute mile. And I was like three quarters of a mile in and I was like, no, there's, this is not going to be, this is not easy pace for me. Like this is not a pace I can maintain. I'm supposed to be taking it easy, not like breathing like a dying platypus. This is supposed to be a training run, not a race. And so I had to slow myself down. And that is just something that happens to, I would venture to say a lot of us a lot of you that are listening right now, probably too. the adrenaline of race day and being kind of in this big pot of runners makes us run faster. And we just have to purposely make ourselves almost separate ourselves from that group of runners, not maybe not physically, but just, okay, I'm going to run my own race and it's going to be my own pace. And I don't have to keep up with these people. I have to run my race. And so there came a time where I actually started walking at this point because I wanted to slow down enough to where, well, well, here's the thing. When I go out for a run, like today I have a 45 minute run. When I go out for a run, I typically walk for five minutes first. So I will even start my watch and I will walk for five minutes and then I will start my run because I need that five minutes to kind of just, I don't know, loosen everything up, feel like okay, I'm ready to do this thing. Well, when I'm in a race, I don't do that. And so I made myself take five minutes out and I walked 
And I didn't walk slow and I didn't leisurely gallivant, but I walked at a, at a pretty fast clip actually. But that just kind of reset helped me to reset and be like, okay, I can, I can run now. And I noticed the first two, three miles of Mesa half marathon, I felt like I just wasn't in my zone. Like I wasn't ready to, it didn't feel good yet. I don't know how to explain it. I always struggle with the first couple miles of a race. And this one was no different. Those first couple miles just did not feel good. And it's almost like, do I even know how to run? Have I forgotten? Have my legs forgotten how to run? Why are my calves feeling tight and achy already? I just started and I have, you know, 11 miles to go or whatever. And I just had to remind myself, Michelle, you need to give yourself a couple miles. This is normal. And it's just funny because like, I know this stuff, but I'm always having to remind myself when I'm in the moment of what I tell everybody else, you know, and advice I give other people, I have to remind myself of this stuff too. And so I just gave myself grace and it's not going to feel good right now, but it will probably start feeling better here soon. And so I would tell myself that. And the other thing is my coach had told me, I think the day before in a text, she's like, you know, you really don't need to walk during this race. It's net downhill. I really want you running. You know, you don't really need to, to walk. And so I <laughs> respectfully disagreed. And I said, it is net downhill. And I said, but it, it doesn't, it, it feels painfully flat. Like after the first, after the start, like the start, yes, is downhill. You can feel it downhill, but then it's just, it's painfully flat for the most rest for most of the rest of the race. And I think she laughed or something. And I said, but I will try. And I did try. I told you I walked for five minutes. But other than that, there were only maybe three more times that I walked for short periods just to kind of give myself again another little like reset so that I could just run more. And I ran the vast majority of this and I did do it at about as it was about a 16 minute pace overall. And I know that that's slow, but that's my life. And, and again, I just told myself, this is a training run. You know, you don't you need to beat last year's time. I wanted to beat last year's time. Last year was three hours and 28 minutes. I really wanted to beat that time, but, but I didn't, it was raining outside and I love the rain. And there was just, you know, I just was out there to just, I just put my head down a lot of the time and just kept pushing through. And here, here's what kind of happened. I mentioned this a little bit earlier in the episode, but I really, really, really love trails. And the first, so this may will be six years since I started running the first for sure four years, maybe four and a half years of my running quote unquote career were on the roads. And that's what I knew. And that's what I was used to feeling. But since I started running trails in November of 2022, you guys, I am spoiled for trails and I did not want to run a road race because I just know it, it. I like the feeling of the trails better. I like the ups and the downs. I like the views, um, even the rocks and the cacti and, and the dirt and whatever, the muck. And I, I like that versus just the constant repetitive pounding on asphalt or cement or whatever. And so I probably didn't go into this race with the best attitude because I kind of went into it knowing that it was going to hurt, 
knowing that when I was finished, it was, I was going to be in pain because it was on the road. And also just knowing in my mind that it's, it's just kind of boring. I mean, it's kind of boring to run a road race when you're used to being out in the beautiful desert and seeing all of God's creation. You know, it's just, it's just not as pretty running through the city of Mesa. It's just not as beautiful as my white tanks. (laughs) I'm just going to say it. And so I kind of went into the race knowing that and thinking that like, this is not going to be as pretty. And, and I just had all of these things in my mind, you know? And so the goal was just to finish and just to get the miles done. And, and I knew that it wasn't going to be like gorgeous views. And it's just that the feeling between a road race and a trail race are just so different and different muscles are used for sure. But also I think different mindsets are needed because there are some things that you could say, well, the road is harder. And some people might say, well, the trails are harder and and you'd both be right, you know, because hard is relative. You might truly think that the road is harder. You might truly think that the trail is harder and that's, you're absolutely right. As I'm running this race, I'm just doing everything in my power to just keep going because I never felt like I can't do this or I never felt like, oh, this hurts so bad or there was never anything like that. Everything went well physically. I wore my right socks that um, are basically blister prevention. I didn't get a bit of a blister. My shoes didn't give me any issues. I had no problems with any, with fueling, no nausea, no anything. Everything went really, really well. It was just my mind that did not want to be running on a road for that many miles. And so what I would tell myself is this is going fast because like I said, this race was 25 miles less than my last race. And so no matter how I looked at it, this race was short compared to that. And so when I saw that I was already at mile five, I'm like, I'm already at mile five. Like I only have eight miles to go. What in the world? And then I would be at 10 and I'm like, got a a 5k left that's it and then i was like i have a mile it it seemed like it just went really fast even though like i said my time was 335.04 that is not a fast half marathon but guess what i still finished the thing and i still ran the best i could given all of those different circumstances that i mentioned it's not about the pace you know it's about the journey that you're on as you as you run i will tell you this the the race experience itself the people r- runners in general are just awesome people and the running community in general is awesome there are also obviously jerks that are trail runners and there are obviously jerks that are road runners and i don't think anybody would disagree with me on that one thing about the trail running community that is different from the road running community and obviously there's some crossover and people that do both but what i've noticed is when i am running a road race people are constantly passing me just like in a trail race right but there's no nice work good job you know you're crushing this there there's none of that there were I would say, I don't want to say there's none of that. I think I had, I got probably five of those during the three hours and 35 minutes that I was on the course. There were about five of them. And a couple of them were people that follow me on Instagram and know who I am. And so they wanted to say hi or take a selfie or whatever. Most of the people that passed me, they just ran on by. They're in their own zone doing their own thing. Whenever I run an ultra or a trail race, 
it doesn't matter the distance, long, short, in between, whatever, I get past too. But the trail runners, when they run by, and I, it seems like especially the people that are running longer than me, there's always a kind word. It's nice work. Keep it up. Great job. You're crushing this. And for whatever the reasons are for that, that is just something that I've noticed specifically. That is a huge difference between when I'm in road races or in trail races. Same thing with Chicago Marathon. Same thing with Long Beach Marathon. Same thing with Mesa Marathon. And with any of the other road races I've run, halves, 5Ks, 10Ks, it doesn't matter the distance. Road and trail are very different as far as the the vibe that you get during an actual event. The vibes will be very, very different. And that's fine. And some people prefer the vibe of the road races and more power to you. I personally prefer the vibe at the trail races and it just feels like more comfortable. It probably, one of the reasons it feels more comfortable is during trail races, it's very acceptable to hike the uphills and to run the flats and the downhills. It's extremely common to see people that are hiking or walking because, you know, if you're doing a hundred miles, you're, you will not be running the whole thing. I mean, there probably are people that do, but I, it's not very common for someone to run that entire distance. So you will see people, you don't feel out of place taking a walk break during an ultra marathon or during a trail race because just the, the nature of the terrain kind of dictates when you hike, when you walk, when you run. And so they're, they're just very different, very different beasts. And for me personally, the road feels a lot harder. So I pushed through this race and I did, I did find it hard I, because I did want to, like I said, for a while there, I was trying to beat my time from last year, but I also wanted to feel good. I didn't want to push myself too hard because it was supposed to be a training run. And so there was kind of a constant balance of slow down a little bit or pick it up a little bit. You're going too slow now, or, you know, it was just kind of a back and forth like that. But I realized, you know, I really wasn't going to make that goal that I set for myself as far as beating my 328 time from last year. And so I just rolled with it, whatever, it's okay. I'm still going to finish this thing and I'm still going to be proud of my effort. And, and you run down this road and all these people are beside you because you have to remember that as I am running this, when I finished the, the, mar- the half marathon at 335, there were people that crossed the finish line with me that were running the full marathon. So think about that. So I'm crossing proud of myself for running a half marathon. The lady behind me was running the full marathon and she finished in the same amount of time as I did. And she ran twice as many miles. So It is kind of a cool thing about this race is you're crossing together with these other people. And when you are running the half marathon in specific in this actual race, Mesa, you are running with people the entire time. Now, if I was running the full marathon at Mesa, there would not be as many people around me because I would be at the back and there would, there would probably be some people, but I would be mostly alone. When I run the half, I'm constantly surrounded by people because it's either other people running the half with me or at some point during the race, it's all of the marathoners that are running, you know, passing me that are, that are going to get 26.2 miles done faster or at the same time as me running a half. 
And so, yeah, it's just a unique situation. Whenever I run this race, the half marathon, whenever I run the half, I think I mentioned this earlier, I always get passed by the first place marathon runner. And this year was no different. But the funny thing about this year is I was in the J. John when it happened. <laughs> and so I visited, I ended up visiting the Porta Poopy three times before the race started. And then at least twice on the course. Don't ask me why that does not normally happen, but it happened Saturday. My nutrition was on point. There was not an issue, but I think it was more just making sure I didn't pee my pants. I don't know. I just was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom again. It'll just feel more comfortable. And so I would stop and go to the bathroom. So I'm in the J. John trying to get my stuff together. <laughs> and I hear, I hear the motorcycle cop coming with his, uh, what do you call it? Like megaphone. Everybody move to the right. Here comes the first place runner and of the marathon. And so they passed me by and here I am in the J. John trying, trying to get my act together and come out. I finally get out of the J. John and, and then, yeah, there's, then you start seeing a lot more people after that, that are running the marathon. But I just thought that was a fun little thing too, to share that I was in the Porta Poopy while the, when the first place marathon runner ran by. Other than that, it was cloudy all day long. I believe it was in the forties at the start. No, I think it was colder than that at the start, maybe thirties. I don't remember. It was cold at the start, probably 40s. And then it started raining on me about halfway through the race. Not torrential rain, but more just a constant drizzle, sprinkle type thing to where the, the water was dripping off of my hat that I was wearing. And I was thankful I chose a, a baseball style cap instead of a visor because my hair would have been completely soaked. Um, but as it was, the water was just dripping off the bill or the brim of my baseball cap as I was running the second half of this race and which I love the rain. I live in, I've lived in the Phoenix area my whole life. I'm 49. I love rain and I love running in the race and it did not dampen my spirits at all for this race to, to have to run in the rain. I, I thought it made it amazingly special and I loved it and it just made it so much better. And then you get to this point where you have to turn right to hit the finish line. And I didn't realize the finish line was that close. And so they're just all these people and they're cheering and, and my name was on my bib. And so they're like, Michelle, and you know, and, and sometimes you hear people cheering and you, you know, there's people all around you. So you don't know who they're cheering for, you know, so you just put your arms up anyways and pretend they're cheering for you because, you know, feeling like a rock star at this point, you know, cause you're getting ready to cross another finish line. I crossed and got my medal and my water. And let me just tell you, Mesa Marathon has the best finishers area of a road race. I'm talking about road races. They have the best finish area of any road race I've ever run. They have an area that's just for the runners where the public couldn't get in. It's, you know, and so runners only. And they're passing out like protein drinks and, and juice and chocolate milk and water bottles and bananas and oranges and creamies and all kinds of just everything. And we even had like a ticket for a free Habit Burger and fries, which I didn't end up taking advantage of. This whole huge area for runners. And then, so I had like bags of stuff, like granola bars. And I just had like bags of, of stuff that I carried out of this runner's area <laughs> and found a chair, sat down, texted my husband, hey, meet me in front of this band. This band was playing like rock music so loud that I couldn't even hear myself think. And the whole area soggy grass with mud and just everywhere. Like everybody was squishing through the mud. And I was like, you know, I don't really want to squish through the mud anymore. So I'm just going to sit here and put my bags on the ground on the squishy muddy ground and wait for my husband to come rescue me. 
And so that's what I did. I texted him and, you know, along the way, I took selfies with a few people um, when I was running and I talked to a few people um, in the finishers area or whatever, the area after I got out of the finishers area. And then my husband ended up meeting me and got a few photos, forgot to take pictures with my family, which is really stupid because that's the first longer distance race that my son has probably come to. And so I missed getting pictures with him because I'm a dork. And overall, it was a positive experience and I'm proud of my effort and I'm thankful for the health and the strength to run 13.1 miles again. And it was a really good day. It was a great day. The medal was beautiful. The expo was awesome. The finishers area was amazing. Mesa puts on a great race. I will be back next year. I don't know what distance, probably the half, because I don't think I can handle a full marathon on the pavement again. And yeah, that was just my experience. It was a good one. If you've never run Mesa Marathon and you have the opportunity to do so, I would say it's absolutely worth doing once and that you will absolutely enjoy it. So you should look into Mesa Marathon 2025. Registration is already open as of today. And other than that, I am going to be focused the next uh, four, five weeks, however long it is until March 16th. I'm going to be focused on getting ready for Lake Martin 50 miler. Here are some of the things that I'm going to be working on. I will be taking trekking poles with me for this race. I have only used them a few times, maybe only once on a run. Actually, I don't even think I've used them on a run at all. No, yeah, I have. But I mostly mostly have used them when I hiked in and out of the Grand Canyon. So I don't really have experience with running with poles. I don't know how to carry them. I don't know if I should get a quiver. I don't know if I should get one of those Hoka waist belts that, you know, that Sally McRae, Yellow Runner, puts her poles in. I have no clue what to do with that. So I'm still struggling with that. Still struggling with a headlamp situation. I'm going to be running into the night. The race starts at 6.30 a.m. or 7 a.m. I can't remember. I expect it's going to take me about 20 hours to finish my 50 miles, which means I will be running into the night and I don't want to have the same kind of headlamp fiasco that I had at Coldwater Rumble a couple weeks ago. So I need a headlamp that I can bring batteries with me in my pack that are small enough to where it's not going to weigh me down a ton because I'm already going to have a lot of stuff with me and I don't want to be carrying a million batteries, especially heavy. So I'm kind of working through the headlamp situation. There's the poles. What else? Seems like there's something else I'm kind of worried about. Oh, I'm going to be traveling solo for this race. I have never traveled solo in my life except for several years ago when I when I took a one hour flight from Arizona to California to help the pastor's wife who was super sick in, in Mexico. And I had to get a flight to California and then be driven down to the border and go to Mexico. Yeah. One hour. Okay. This is going to be several hour flight with a layover and traveling alone, getting a rental car, driving to a hotel. It is going to be a whole adventure. And I am excited, but I'm also slightly terrified and I don't want anybody to break in my hotel room and murder me. So I'm going to have to figure out like alarms to get for my hotel doors. And, and there's just all of these things, you guys, that I'm nervous about, but I'm also excited. So that's kind of what's going on. I'm going to be prepping for Lake Martin mentally and physically and just doing what I can. And yeah, so that is my 
life. That is my recap of the Mesa Half Marathon that took place on February 10th, 2024. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here to support me. I appreciate you being here week after week. If this is your first time listening, I hope that you don't write me off as a crazy loon. And I hope that you will be back next week because, you know, I've got some good stuff coming up. Thank you for listening. I hope there's something helpful to you in this episode. Never be afraid to reach out with questions, comments, concerns, ideas for a new episode. I love hearing from you and I read every single message and every single email that you send. I hope that you'll join me for next week's episode. Thank you.